You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, calling the guests, and she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. Someone's got to do it, right? Uh, (laughs) So I try. Uh, Welcome to a Thursday. It is Friday Eve, as I prefer to look at it, because it just means the weekend seems a little closer. And what a weekend this is going to be, because the entertainment is there for you on a silver platter. Yes, CPAC is underway. Yeah, you want to want to want to gander at what what's going on at CPAC this week? Some of their some of their um panels. There's one called The Chairman Will Serve You Now. Oh, it happened this morning. We missed it already. That was a welcome message from CPAC chairman Matt Schlapp. <laughs> Cuz he's, you know, held in such high regard. Uh again, there's a lawsuit brewing against Matt Schlapp because um, a a Herschel Walker campaign staffer alleged that Schlapp, quote, grabbed my junk and pummeled it at length. That's the guy who heads up CPAC. Yeah, the chairman will serve you now takes on a whole new meaning, you know? Um, oh, but that's just the beginning. That was this morning. Uh, oh, we missed this one already, too. A panel called No Chinese Balloons Above Tennessee. And, of course, it was with Senator Masha Blackburn. Ugh, another reason why I won't go to Tennessee. Um, then they have, oy, they have um, a, a panel. Uh, again, these were all today. We missed them. Uh, sorry, I'm giving you the 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 the, the rear view mirror. Don Lemon is past his prime time, and the person who was on this um, panel is a guy named Kurt Schlichter. 
who they just is described as an outspoken Fox News contributor and town hall columnist who wrote a book fantasizing about killing liberals during a second American civil war. So he's the one here who's going to dunk on um, on Don Lemon because he's such a fine, upstanding gentleman. <laughs> uh, she laughs. Um, th- uh, th- I had a clip with this guy. Oh, here it is. Okay, so he wrote a book about murdering liberals in, a, in an imagined second civil war. This is him speaking today at CPAC. This guy, Kurt Schlichter, whoever the hell he is. Listen to this crap. Oh, I know what I, I look. I, I identify the opponent. I identify the enemy. And that's what the media is. I remember the being media in the is Gulf the War. That was back when America won wars. Uh, and our. And the Pentagon knew which bathroom to use. Um, <laughs> oh, snap. I remember we're out in the middle of the desert. Sergeant uh, comes up to me and goes, oh, Sir, uh, if we have any reporters around, can I shoot them? <laughs> oh, my God. And of course, I was that's, a good officer. I always yeah. listened to my So NCOs. funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, You're not advocating that anybody would. No, no, no. Oh, no. I would never advocate hunting the media for sport. There's already an article breaking. Kurt yeah, exactly. <laughs> breaking. I would never advocate hunting the media for sport. That's what passes for humor at CPAC. When I said there's humor, it's unintentional humor. These people are just beyond. It just, I, I, right? Just the fascists. Um, uh, I've, I've got more of them. But you know what? That's not even the most outrageous thing that I found today. i got to share this with you. So in my travels, I come across this, this post on Mediaite, a, a site that I don't really like. But they, they tend to have a lot of um, video clips that occasionally I want to play. And you know what? I'm going to pause um, on this because... Uh, we've got a call, Gregory from Illinois. Gregory, got to turn your radio down. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. And you know what? I'm going to pause. See, you. I forget that you're a second. Yeah. I forget your seconds ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm what's here. up? Sorry about that. That's all right. What's on your mind? Uh, no, I, no, no. I just, just, um, well, I, I want to thank you for, you know, just putting the voice out. But, um, no, these 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 people are nuts. <laughs> these people are crazy. Um, especially seeing that people. I, I don't know about that uh, freedom for whatever whatever they're talking about. I don't know what it is. Freedom of growth or something like that. Oh, the club for growth. Yeah. That's the other one. See, there's club. dueling. Oh, club. There's club. dueling crazy conventions this weekend. And the, the and here's right. the thing to keep in mind. That's kind of cool about it is, you know, Republicans are at war with themselves. So you got the crazy yeah. CPACers, of which Donald Trump is. He's going to, of course, deliver the big closing speech on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is, right? And But going on concurrently, while that's happening in Maryland, I believe in Maryland, down here in Florida, just, just, just moments <laughs> away from Mar-a-Lago is the Club for Growth gathering for more on death sentence. So Ron DeSantis, of course, is butting heads with Donald Trump, and they have dueling events where each is calling the other one the crazy caucus. It's it's just nuts. But see, they they, they they don't know which one is which because they're well because they're all crazy. Right? Yeah. That's, 
that's the whole meaning of it. Uh, I, I, you know what? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I just, I just got to say that because you know, like, I, I, you know, I'm so fortunate to uh, understand that not everybody in this country is like that, and it, it, it's ridiculous. And I, don't, I don't know how these people gather together. Really, I don't I, I either. Don't don't you know, the the hard part is is to remember. You know, I I talk about that half the country has gone mad. And I was reminded gently the other day, it's not half the country. This is a very loud minority. We need to You're right. We need to know that there's power in numbers and keep, you know, the high road and realize that there are many more of us than there are of them. We just need to all vote. Yeah. Yeah. Like Spago said uh, yesterday, he's like, you know, you know, no, that's not right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, he was basically talking to me. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not just have. It's you know, it's not that really many people thinking like that. So right. Uh, hey, hey, know. Gregory, let me ask you this because you're you're in Illinois. Are you into the Chicago area? I am uh, in the suburbs. Okay, so you didn't vote Chicago. for the may in the mayoral race because there was I a wish, big upset. I wish I could have. Uh, let's go, Brandon Johnson. Let's go, Brandon Johnson. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. And you know what? Howie Klein will be here today, and he's going to talk to us about Brandon Johnson because we have to hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yes, me too. Good. Chicago could yeah, use a good yeah. progressive mayor. So Brandon Johnson, uh, yes, everybody. Yes, yes. Anybody that's listening in the in the Chicago area. Now, I'm outside the Chicago area, but I'm, you know, I'm in Illinois, but I'm outside the Chicago area. Anybody mm-hmm. listening, please go out and vote for that, um, you know, the recall, oh, whatever they call the it. Runoff. The, I mean, the runoff. In the runoff. It's April 4th, run, I run believe. Off, run the off. runoff in April April 4th. And again, all, uh, Howie will tell us all about him because he's got to piece up it down with tyranny about the, the progressive candidate who thankfully came in second and could win this thing. I wish he could have won it just from the beginning. Yeah. But I, I don't think many people went out. I don't think many people went out. But I hope, I hope. You know, I hope that uh, they all come out that do bias. He just wants to uh, hire a bunch of killers. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's that's what I can say about it. Because that's okay. all they're going to do. They're going to kill a couple more black people. So. Yeah, of course. Because that's, <laughs> that's what they do, yeah, isn't yeah, it? So. Yeah. All right. I'm going to run. Well, Thank uh, you for the call, Gregory. Good to hear from you. Bye-bye. Uh, Robert in Naples. Hey, long time no talk. Hey, what's going on? You know, um, Thursday, Friday yeah, Eve. I, I know. Listen, I, I wanted to say uh, I get a lot of feedback, so I'm hearing myself. So I think uh, I, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah, hear you fine. Okay, good. Nicole, I want to congratulate you on your one-year thing show with the with the Ukraine thing. That was that was pretty good. It was oh. very smart of you, by the way, to call the Ukraine the night of the you know the night of the invasion. Oh well, I and did. Was, I did. That was interesting to hear all those people calling. Yeah, it was. It was, and I kept thinking of that Pink Floyd song. This is the United States calling. Are we here? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I no, do that. But, you know, uh, Robert, you haven't been listening for a long time. But when, whenever there's something going on in the world, you know, when Tahrir Square was was on fire, um, I called a hotel just off Tahrir Square and had a wonderful conversation with a clerk there who was willing to talk to me. So, you know, I always believe in connecting human being to human being because you cut through the government bullshit and right. get right to the oh, crux. Of, and p- human beings 
don't hate each other for the most part, unless no, you're a very, Trumper. Very, very genuine. You're lucky you got someone that spoke pretty good English. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and uh, but I call about that CPAP. I call it yeah. uh, that uh, convention. Did uh, you hear about all the cancellations and everything? Right. Well, I heard the a lot of people. One, a lot of people aren't yeah. going. Yeah, it's toxic, you know, because they got to show loyalty to one or the other. There. That's right. And I think the funniest one was uh, the fly that landed on Pennsylvania. He said, oh, this is busy. <laughs> really can't show up there. You know, I do what I can. But, uh, you know, you were talking about how close those two guys are. Yeah. Mar-a-Lago and actually the really nice hotel. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's been that one. Um, the one that they're having their convention the the other assholes. Yeah. Are, the DeSantis called? people. The, They're at, the uh, um, yeah, at, the, at um, oh, the Breakers in Palm Beach. Because yeah, these yeah, are yeah, all these are gorgeous. all venues that you can't go to and I can't go to because you got to have big bucks. That's who they're catering to, just in case you were oh, wondering. Of course. No. no, I know. But what I think we could do here is, as common citizens of Florida, me and you, we should. We got to push the, that civil war between them even more. I mean, we got to write on bridges as I go under one right now. Spray paint, to, you know. I, uh, Trump's an asshole. Love the painter. And yeah. then the next bridge. You know what? That takes us down. To, that takes us down to their vice level. Versa. Yeah. Yeah. Say what? That takes us no, down to I'm their better. level. Yeah, we're yeah. we're better than that. No, I know, but you know what? I would love for a civil war between them too. Oh, I let mean, them go it, at it. It would make they would make our our cakewalk even better. And I actually hope it's Trump because you'll see the progression of uh, Hillary having more votes, Biden even having more votes, and if it's Biden again, he'll even double kick his ass. No, oh, that's you true. You know, so. Anyways, That's um, listen, I'm losing my voice. I don't okay. know what happened today. You go. I got, right, stuff, I got stuff to share with you. So, uh, Robert job. Naples, good to hear from you. Bye-bye. All right. So, here's the, so there was all this CPAC stuff. There was one more, um, oh, one more session I wanted to tell you about because this is, you know, you expect the crazy, right? Um, but this, okay, uh, there's, a, there's a session on Saturday morning. And you could probably watch this on C-SPAN because they cover this crap for whatever reason. Saturday morning, March 4th, 1135 a.m. Eastern. So if you're on the West Coast, you got to get up early. The session is titled, The Red Menace Comes to the Americas. And guess who it is? It's Mercedes Schlapp. Yeah, she stands by her man who grabs other men's crotches who are working for Herschel Walker, go figure. He's, she's going to chat with Eduardo Bolsonaro about this threat to our continent from what? I don't know. Edward Bolsonaro, Eduardo, sorry, Eduardo Bolsonaro is the son of Jair Bolsonaro, the former Brazilian president who made himself the Trump of the tropics and who's Hiding out in Florida somewhere. Oh, Eduardo Bolsonaro, the god or, or the the godfather or the godmother to his son is Ivanka Trump. Got that? Oh, what a tangled web they weave. So yeah, um, and I think Daddy Bolsonaro was speaking there too because that's what they do at CPAC, right? They invite dictators and fascists and bears oh my all right so 
This morning, I'm going through my travels, reading my stuff, you know, I check a number of different sources online, and I find videos that are often interesting, and sometimes they just are head scratchers. They're just like, did I really just hear that? And so I'm going to play this clip for you. It's from Sean Hannity's show last night. But bear with me, because you got to hear this. Remember that the backdrop for this segment is Fox is under fire for this Dominion lawsuit where we have actual text messages and and chats between Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingraham, Suzanne Scott, who's the head of news, even Rupert Murdoch, we're getting his own words. They all knew that Donald Trump was lying. They all knew that the fraud was on their side, that they lost the election, that Joe Biden won, yet they kept perpetuating the myth. They kept lying, 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 because that's what they do. So what does Kellyanne Conway goes on Sean Hannity's show last night? And I'm going to I'm going to hold my tongue. You know me. I like to talk and I step over people all the time. But I'm just going to shut up so you can get the full brilliance of what um, what the two of them say here. And it's not just Sean insanity, but Kellyanne Conway, too. Remember, she of the alternative facts. See, Kellyanne Conway lives in alternative fact land, or maybe I should put it in Nicole vernacular, opposite world. Everything you thought you knew, you never knew at all. Sideways is straight ahead. Facts no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, opposite world. All right. Be prepared. We are entering opposite world. Hold on tight because you'll fall down the rabbit hole really quickly here. All right. Listen up. I'm going to zip it. I'm just going to play this for you. Um, And and all right. Here we go. They do, but it's starting to catch up with them. I mean, the media. Oh shit! Hold on. No, 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 no. Okay. Of course, I stepped on the punchline because I didn't start it right at the beginning. Is this the right video? Hold on. Yeah. Okay, here we go. They lie all the time, and what bothers me is they get away with it, and they just move on to the next. They lie all the time is how that segment started. That's what Sean Hannity said there. By the way, they, he's talking about us. He's talking about the Democrats. He's sitting there on Fox, the lying station, and he says they lie all the time. Let me play it again. They lie all the time, and what bothers me is they get away with it, and they just move on to the next set of lies. They do, but it's starting to catch up with them. What? I mean, the media's (laughs) job approval has never been so low, the distrust in them. But let's back it up. Their job is to get the story. But with Donald Trump, their mission was to get the president. Oh, my God. You lived it. Because we shocked the world when he won. Not only did they not want him to win, Sean, not only did they not vote for him, but they didn't expect him to. So I think it was the embarrassment, and they immediately got negative and mean. I called it... Okay, delusional, delusional, delusional. How can they do this? And the thing is, they don't talk about 
the Dominion lawsuit on Fox. So the lemmings who watch that channel and think they're getting news aren't hearing about the story. In fact, the Fox Not News channel has somebody who does a show that's all about the media. It's his job to report on things like Dominion suing a network for perpetrating the lie and defaming them. And here's what Howie Kurtz said when asked why he's not covering the story. Some of you have been asking why I'm not covering the Dominion voting machines lawsuit against Fox involving the unproven claims of election fraud in 2020. And it's absolutely a fair question. I believe I should be covering it. It's a major media story, given my role here at Fox. But the company has decided that as part of the organization being sued, I can't talk about it or write about it, at least for now. I strongly disagree with that decision. But as an employee, I have to abide by it. And if that changes, I'll let you know. And just so you know, there's no legal reason for that. It's just that Fox is still lying to their audience because they're afraid if they don't, they're afraid if they tell their audience the truth, the audience will leave them and go to Newsmax or OAN. Are they both still on the air? I don't know. Um, to get the lies, to, to get forced, to get fed what they want to hear instead of being told the actual truth. And then they turn around and say, they always lie. They lie all the time. And what bothers me is they get away with it no! and they just move on ah! to the next set of lies. Okay, this is when your head explodes or my head explodes. All right, let me get this crazy woman off my screen here because, wow. I, you know, that's the kind of thing that makes me nuts. You know, um, Lisi in the chat room asked, is Kellyanne Conway still birthed to George Conway? I think you meant still married. And I don't know. You know, George Conway, I thought was going to come on the show because one night when I wasn't sleeping, as I tend to, you know, I wake up, I'm up. And then like an idiot, I get on the computer because I'm awake. And then I, you know, I'm awake for a few more hours. But one night I was on the Twitters and and George Conway responded to me and we got into a back and forth and I invited him on the show and he said he would. And then, of course, he still hasn't. But I need to reach out to him again because I got to know if he's still married to this woman. Why? How? How does somebody sleep with somebody who who spews lies as they breathe? I just don't know. I just don't know. So that's what, I hear that clip and I go back, it is opposite world. Now you get it when I talk about opposite world, right? Opposite world, that's what it is. And yes, they couldn't do this over the air because if they did, we'd challenge their license and they'd lose it. But there is no broadcast license for cable. They pay the money, they have the cable channel, they can say what they want. Regulations are sometimes necessary, like in this case. Um, uh, all right, <clears throat> I want to play this clip. It's a little long, but I heard this yesterday. It was from one of the hearings. And um, Steve Cohen, who, who, who would have ever believed there would be a Jewish Democrat who has been represented Tennessee in the House of Representatives for many years? And he's, he's not the most progressive, but 
my God, he's in Tennessee. So Steve Cohen, I give him credit for sticking to his principles. I was going to say guns, but don't talk about guns in the South like that. So anyway, um, so I, I come across this clip. And if you've listened to me long enough, you know that I have a problem with the way that mostly people on the right talk about this being a Christian nation. Uh, no, it isn't. Um, that it's our God-given right to whatever. Nothing is a God-given right. I'm sorry. You're entitled to your beliefs, but don't push them on me. I don't believe there's an imaginary man, woman, being in the sky who's all-powerful and pulls the strings and gives me rights to anything. Anything I have rights to, either people before me fought to get those rights so I would have them, or I fought for them and earned them myself. Okay? I'm not ascribing my rights or any success I have to some imaginary being in the sky. That said, uh, Steve Cohen was a man after my own heart yesterday. Listen to this. Or the day before. I pulled this yesterday. I didn't get to it yesterday. The fact is, Mr. Johnson was here. I think Mr. Johnson's not here now, is he? He, he talked, I'd like to have asked him some questions about God-given rights. God-given rights. Are all, all our rights are God-given. No, they're not. And that, uh, I just wondered when God decided to give women the right to vote. Ooh. And why God didn't decide to give women the right to vote back in 17, uh, 1700s. Good question. The Constitution yeah. was drawn up in the 1780s. Uh, I can't believe God would say no women shouldn't have the right to vote and just decided that in the 1900s. Right. And when God decided that slavery would be illegal, God was okay with slavery until we had a war where millions of people were killed Then uh -oh. God changed his mind. That's hard to get fathom. You think? Uh, and, and, he, and he talked about Roe being the 1970s, early 70s, I think Roe was 72, that it didn't have that much history. Well, neither did Loving versus Virginia, Hello. which was just passed in, I guess, 1968. So we can get rid of Loving versus Virginia That's because, say, it's not stare decisis based on, on bad judgment. Uh, Judge Alito at one time claimed he was, in, like all, every other Supreme Court justice that comes before the Senate for confirmation, says they're for, for precedent and they're not going to pay great deference to stare decisis. But now he's gotten on and he decides which, which Supreme Court decisions they gave people rights like Roe were well-founded. He decides it's not well-founded, so stare decisis doesn't matter because he's the, he's the, 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 the truth and the light on every Supreme Court case on whether it was valid or not valid. And if it's not valid, then it doesn't make any difference. It's been around 50 years in the previous Supreme right. Court. So there are just some, some of these things I heard was just kind of shocking to me. You think? And I, I appreciate people's respect for God and I have a respect for God, and we all can have a different perspective on how God talks to us or doesn't talk to us. But I just don't believe when you come in here and tell us that every right is God-given. Yeah. God did not decide to keep African Americans as slaves Thank you. until it was a civil war. Thank you, Steve God changed Cone. his mind. Yeah. I don't believe God decided women couldn't vote until nope. 1918. And then because, you know, that, then it was okay. Let's have the Supreme Court to change the Constitution with an amendment. Then it was okay for women to have the right to vote. A lot of rights are given to you by the courts. A lot courts. of rights are given to you by the legislatures. And a lot of the rights are given by, by legislative bodies and government. 
We earn God them. God doesn't give you we your fight rights. For if God them. gave you your rights, we never would have had slavery. Hello. Women would have had the right to vote forever. And, and the world would have been totally different. Yes, it would have. So there's some of what Steve Cohen said. Enough of this God-given right nonsense. There are no God-given rights. And your God might be different from that person's God and certainly different from mine because I don't have a God. So, and, and I got to tell, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste our time with it, but they, one of the rethugs on that committee responded to Steve Cohen. I can't believe what I just heard. This congressman from Tennessee dared to say that our rights are not God given. Yeah. What about it? We earn them. We fight for them. We win them. We make sure they exist for our children and their children and their children. You take them away. God doesn't enter that equation. Now, let me tell you one other thing. When these people, and I use the term loosely, because when I'm talking about someone like Ron DeSantis, he's not human. He's subhuman. So when subhuman Ron DeSantis pushes his religious beliefs on me, it pisses me off. Now, not only am I an atheist, I'm also by heritage, by legacy, by by family, Jewish. And frankly, from the, the, the research I've done into religions, Judaism makes more sense to me than some of the other religions. And, and I'm talking about in the case of, say, abortion. Do you know that when they talk about uh, the Bible is against abortion— well, that's bullshit. The Bible, John Fugelsang tells us, says nothing about abortion. But, you know, maybe it's the Christian fundamentalists who have a problem with abortion. Because Jews first care about the life of the living. A, 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 a fetus in utero is not a child. It is not a baby. It is not a living being. It is inside the mother. And the thing, the the the, the one concern that anybody should have at that point is the life of the mother. She is a living, breathing being. The organism growing in her is not born yet. So this is Delegate Eileen Filler-Corn from Virginia. She's a member of the Virginia House of Delegates, meaning she's, you know, in the state legislature. And she delivered this speech on the floor there just the other day. Uh, Hold on. Let me go back to the beginning. There we go. Mr. Speaker, members of this body, the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guarantees that no one religion should be enshrined in law or dictate public policy on any, any issue, including abortion. Including abortion. Mr. Speaker, it was in this very body 237 years ago, in January 1786, that the Virginia Statue for Religious Freedoms was passed. Uh The precursor to our First Amendment. In fact, those words are etched on our chamber's walls, right over there in that corner. Mr. Speaker, When members debate SJ 255 this afternoon, I hope that they will take into into consideration the religious liberty of all Virginians. And please vote to guarantee the ability of each Virginian 
to weigh in on their right for reproductive liberty. When working to respect the faith of others, one can't just pick and choose Hello. those aspects of the faith that they want to respect while overlooking others. Nope. Reproductive freedoms, Mr. Speaker, are religious freedoms. One cannot exist without the other. Religious liberty and the separation of religion and state must be protected and preserved in order to maintain our democratic society. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Okay. So, you know, and that's the thing. The, um, in the Jewish religion, the, the health of the mother is paramount. That's who they're concerned about. That's who, that's, that's the concern. So, you know, I don't want to hear, oh, every life is precious. It's a, it's a baby. It's an unborn child. It's not an unborn child. It's a fetus. And until that child is born, it is not a person unto itself. It is part of the mother. I got in trouble one day years ago, guest hosting for Randy Rhodes. And I said something along the lines of, it's actually kind of a, par- it's a parasite. A, 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 a fetus in a mother's womb is a parasite. It cannot live outside the body. Therefore, it's part of her, part of the mother. And the mother's health is the, is, is the most important thing there. So don't put your religious beliefs on me. Guess what that's called? Indoctrination. Just saying. All right. Oh, I'm late. Uh, I, I think it's time for a Dirty Debbie. Whose turn is it to mix them up today? Yours? Um, okay. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and French fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories, and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Yo, hey, Howie Klein. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just found another person I know passed away today. No, who? Wayne Shorter. Oh, yes. Saxophonist. Brilliant saxophonist. Yeah. I know. He used to work with Tony, so that's how I, I, I mean, I know his music, but I met him through her. Oh, wow. Um, I'm sorry, you met him through who? Joni. Oh, through Joni Mitchell. Oh, God. You know, Joni Mitchell last night was honored. She got the Gershwin Award. And there was a performance in D.C. that a lot of Democrats stayed behind to watch to be at this show instead of going to hear Joe Biden speak at the Democratic uh, retreat or whatever they had going on. I can't imagine why. I know. So it was Joni and and Brandy Carlisle, who's kind of her sidekick these days, and and a bunch of our. I went looking for for video of it. I couldn't find anything. I'm hoping that it was recorded and it will be like televised sometime soon. 
Yeah, I'm sure it was recorded. I, I mean, I guess they have to get her permission before they yeah. can use it. Right. Oh, I'm sure. But, you know, it's like any like the, the you know, the Mark Twain Award or whatever. This is the Gershwin Award. I didn't I don't obviously it 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 um, rewards greatness and music, I would guess. But I, I don't know a whole lot about the award. But uh, Joni got it last night. Cool. I didn't know. That's great. Yeah. awesome for her. It is. Um, you know, Howie, I was reading down with tyranny.com. I was actually going to go here later, but since we started talking about music, I'll go here. You have a piece up. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting has commenced. Um, and you get, to ro- you get to vote in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting, huh? I do. I used to be on the nominating committee, which was just, you know, a couple of dozen people. But, uh, but I'm not any longer. It was kind of an ex officio job. You're the president of a record company. You get to be on the committee. But uh, now I, I'm just a, uh, just a regular old voter. So, you know, the nominating committee nominates people, and then they send out the ballots. So how do you get to be a voter? Um, be president well, of a record company? No, that's how you get to be on, on the nominating uh, committee. Uh. I, I think in the, uh, to be a voter, I have a feeling if you wanted to be a voter, you could be. You'd have to write to them and tell them that you're on the air. Well, you you don't really play music anymore. But I, I think, you know, if you were a DJ or you were anything in the music business at all, they would let you be a voter oh, if you wanted to be. Sorry, I, I, I hit the video on your post. It was Rage Against the Machine, so I heard people's ears. You didn't hear it, but they did. Um, well, that's good to know because, Howie, I, I, I'm going to be making an announcement soon. Say that again? I, I, I have an announcement to make in the very near future. I've been working. I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing here. But in my spare time, of which you know I have so much, um, I've been working on another project. And the, somebody that you know I'm working with on it, Mimi Chen. Yes, of course I know Mimi. Right. Well, Mimi and I worked together at a great radio station in Los Angeles, uh, KSCA, many years ago. But we are working on a project, and I, I, I'm not going to give it away now, but I'll give you a hint. Women Who Rock. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, everyone I say that to, I get that reaction. So we're building it. And I've heard somewhere, if you build it, they will come. Uh-huh. So we're, I bet. And it sounds like a great idea. Yeah. It, it is. And it's very exciting. And I, I'm, I'm more excited about it now because you are getting closer and I'm I, I'm putting together a library and, and starting to listen to current music again, which I really hadn't done in a while. Um, and there's a lot of good music out there and a lot of uh, women who rock. <laughs> and uh, absolutely. And, and including, you know, obviously very, very famous ones like Joni, yep. but also uh, or Chrissy Hine yep. uh, or Stevie Nicks, but yep. also lots of, of really great women performers who never became famous. That's right. Uh, you know, there, there was one that we worked with when I lived in San Francisco called The Contractions. They're really good. There was one that also I, I uh, got a little bit involved with. I love them, but uh, we didn't put out their record, I, although I wanted to, but uh, my partners weren't that into it. But they were wonderful, a band called The Stirrups. Huh. Um, so when, when, you, when this thing is up and going and, and you need some, you know, you, if you're interested in the obscure Definitely. women who rock, let yep. me know and I'll get you some stuff. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to run the gamut. I mean, it's going to be all musical genres. It's going to be of, by, 
and for women and all who love them is, is the way I put it. So, um, and I'll tell oh, you. Oh, wait a minute. All that love them, that means that it doesn't have to be women at well, all. Well, no, but for. For, not of and by, but for. Because you can it, enjoy it. it, right? I want you to be able to listen. I'm not saying, you know, men can't listen and enjoy the station. Oh, of course. Right? Oh, men will love it. Uh, yes, I think so. And do you know what? So I'm I'm exploring all this new music. And one of your friends has a really interesting new album coming out. Ricky Lee oh, Jones. Did you hear what she's doing? What, don't tell me, please. I, I, I haven't spoken to her in a while. Okay, hold on. I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to get it wrong. But basically, she's doing like old standards. Like, um, and I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Judith Owen. Judith Owen should have been a star. I don't know why she's never had a, a hit. Judith Owen is, um, she's married to Harry Shearer. She's been on my show, and she's a wonderful singer and songwriter. But her new album is like gutsy, ballsy blues and jazz from artists from the 40s and 50s that she's reinterpreting and having fun with. And she's like, oh, my God, this is a perfect, um, a, a perfect, you know, connection here. And then I get this, I get a thing today about what Ricky Lee Jones is doing. Hold on, I want to bring this up so I don't get it wrong. But Was it a press release or did you just read it on, no, online? No, I, I, I have a service where I get serviced with new music. You probably have access to it too, I would guess. I uh, don't. Oh. I'm, I'm wondering if it was Elise Kingsley who sent this out because the last that I was in touch with Elise, she was still working with no, Ricky. Nobody sent it out. It's, um, it's on this platform. But the album, it says the, the, the single, the first single called Just In Time. It's from, let's see, it's on Modern Recordings, whatever that is, produced by Russ Teitelman, out April 28th on BMG Modern Recordings. Um, How fantastic. And the album's going to be called Pieces of Treasure. And let me just read to you a little description. The mood is jazz. The icon is Ricky Lee Jones. The voice just keeps getting better. Ricky Lee Jones' latest album, Pieces of Treasure, is a reunion with her lifelong friend, legendary producer Russ Teitelman, who co-produced other albums. It goes on like that. But here, let me give you, I'll give you a little taste. I can't play too much of it, but I'll give you a li little taste of it. Um, here. You got to hear her voice when she comes in because I would not pick her out as Ricky Lee Jones. Just in time. You found me just in time. Before you came, things were running low. Uh, so, did you hear that? I would that is Ricky Lee in a second, and I love that song, and Russ did a great job. Yeah, so uh, I'll send this to you. But that's oh, yes, a, yes, yes, please don't forget. No, I won't. As soon as we get off the air, I'll send it to you. This is the only track I have, but the album comes out at the end of April. Oh, fantastic. Pieces I'm going to write treasure. Ricky right now and ask her about it. Oh, good. And and ask her um, if, if, if she'll come on my station. <laughs> I'll talk to you that off the air about that. Um, but okay. yeah, so we're going to do stuff and, and yeah, be able to play music like that. Cause honestly, a song like that is not going to get a whole lot of airplay on old fashioned terrestrial radio. 
What a shame. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I there's mean, it's a need beautiful. For I mean, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I, I just want more after hearing just that little right? bit you played. Yep, yep. So I'll send you the song. It sounds great. I'm, I'm, I just just saw that this morning. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> Jackie's in the chat room, and she just wrote, tell Howie to do a promo for Blue America with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackie's saying that because Ricky Lee did a promo for – uh, uh, a dozen of our our uh, candidates one time, many of whom wound up getting elected, some of whom are now in the U.S. Senate. Right. Uh, so, you know, uh, that was like a, a glorious thing that, that happened with Ricky and yes. the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, cool. Well, I won't be playing Squirrel Nut Zippers, but I will be playing Ricky Lee Jones. Great. So. There's lots of great stuff to play by her that goes back years and years and years. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm, you know what? I've been so frustrated with the news and politics. And, you know, even David said it. He's heard some old, you know, air checks of mine because I'm pulling music. I'm pulling some of the songs that were recorded at that cool radio station in L.A. because we had tons of artists play on, on the air live. I'm pulling a lot of those songs to put into regular rotation. And he hears me. And he's like, you sounded so happy back then. And now I just sound angry because I am most of the time with the shit I have to talk about here. So I'm excited to get back to some of that and maybe have a little more balance in my life. Yeah, I, I, in my blogging, it's always a pleasure to be able to work in some music. I mean, you, you mentioned the, uh, you know, some obvious stuff like, like that uh, video that I embedded in my post uh, by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Uh, and that's because I had voted for them to be uh, to be uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I, I love any opportunity I can get to put music into into stuff. And because it's not just putting it in, it's also me the sitting here at my desk and listening to it, and that's right. maybe listening to a few versions to find the one that I think is the best. Uh, so that's always a great pleasure. Absolutely. Do you, do yep. you remember uh, the Quake in San Francisco, the radio station, the Quake? Yeah, I didn't get to hear it because I, I, I was in L.A., but I do remember that it was there. So, uh, so you know, and you know I'm writing a memoir now, and I just did a, a, a page I was working on a few minutes ago uh, where one of the DJs from the, uh, from the Quake uh, had sent me a photograph of, and we were all dressed up like Middle Easterners, and I, <laughs> and I remembered it, but I couldn't remember what the context was, and I asked him, and, and, and that's what I, I wrote the, the page for my memoir about, Basically, uh, it was it was a DJ named Tim Bedore, who who's a comedian and who did a um, uh, a routine call that he would do every every week called the Bible according to Tim. And then someone liked it and asked us to to asked him to make a uh, like a, a video of it wow. of one one segment. And then Tim asked me to be uh, to be one of the actors in the video, which I did. Cool. And that was. That's why the picture. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Yes, and, and, and there are the, always those um, gems. If you read down with tyranny.com, you get a lot of political posts, and then you get one of Howie's music memory posts, and, and they're always wonderful. I, lo- I love your music stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Lots of stuff about uh, Ricky in there and Joni. Yes, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I can't. Uh, yeah, this is. I can't wait for your book. I can't wait for this. So there's exciting stuff that stuff that I'm looking forward to. That you know is aside from this shit that I have to deal with every day. And you know when I say this shit, I'm looking. Did, did you hear the clip? I played a clip a little while ago with all the stuff going on at Fox. 
Sean Hannity has Kellyanne Conway on his show last night, and he starts off by saying all they do is lie, and they get away with it. And then she's like, yeah, that's what they do. They lie. And it's like, we're in office. They're talking about Fox? No, they're talking about the Democrats. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Because their audience doesn't know because they only watch Fox. And they're not talking about it there. And they don't trust any other media because they've been told it's all fake news when it's actually Fox. It's fake news. And it makes my brain hurt. And they vote just the way uh, – and they vote a lot. I know. I know. I know. It's depressing. Hey, Howie, I wanted to ask you about – and you do have a post about this. And I got a call. My first call of the day was someone from Illinois. Tuesday, Chicago went to the polls to vote for a mayor. And for the first time in 40 years, the incumbent mayor didn't even make the runoffs. Lori Lightfoot is out. It's Now there's the top two vote-getters are in. And one, you say – the second place finisher is the the progressive in the race. He's good, huh? Yeah, uh, he is good, and, and Blue America endorsed him as well. And uh, and, and in fact, um, one of one of, I guess his his communications person uh, emailed me earlier today and asked me if I want to interview him. And I said yes. So I'm waiting for them to get back to me. Oh, cool. But uh, he's good. He was he's on the you know the uh, you know their version. I can't remember what it's called. The, this version of the county supervisors. It's the highest legislative body in Chicago, and he's a member. Um, and, you know, there, what happened was there were a, a real lot of progressives who ran, and they split the progressive vote up so that the person who got in first place was the conservative. Right. So he's, he just was trying to appeal to, uh, you know, uh, white people who uh, maybe were afraid of crime, and he, you know, sort of ginned that up a lot. Uh, and, uh, and so he came in first, but all of the, when you add up the votes of all the progressives, uh, they, they would have taken this easily if there was just one of them and every, and all those votes went for them. You know, now you never know if that's going to happen or not, but, uh, I suspect it will. Right. I'm, so I'm, I'm good about what's going to happen. Good. Now, what do you, I'm, I'm looking for the post here now and I, I, I can't find it, but, um, I, and I'm blanking on his name. Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. Yeah. So, but he's good. Uh, African-American, young, progressive, um, and Lori Lightfoot just did. did... One of the things that, that's, that um, separates them is that the, uh, the guy who came in first, the, the very, 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 he's a Republican pretending to be a Democrat, literally a Republican. But, mm-hmm. you know, he says, oh, no, no, I'm a Democrat now. And, uh, and, and he's a charter school guy, total charter school guy. And uh, our guy is, um, you know, is the, works for the Board of Education. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's that they come from two completely different worlds. Uh-huh. Um, good. So this is exciting. So we've, you know, because Chicago needs a good mayor. They really do. Um, I also need to congratulate Noah because I've been screaming for the longest time about Ted Cruz's dick nose. And <laughs> I've been saying it, it for Noah. years. He must have heard you. He must have. And he has a post up, meet Senator Penis Nose. Ted Cruz, <laughs> full frontal, and there's the picture, and it's glory. Um, I don't know if he was listening and heard it, but Ted Cruz has a penis on his face. I can't look <laughs> at him without thinking, he's got a dick for a nose. And there it is. So um, I, I was... No, it's- Fantastic. And just as FYI, he also comes from the music business, and that's how I know him. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a very, very old friend. When uh, my my little 
uh, record label 415 got uh, taken over by uh, CBS, Sony Records now. Uh, it was a very unfriendly corporate place, and there was this one guy who worked there. Uh, well, there were a few good people, but most of them couldn't do anything for me. They were, you know, in, in struggling in positions as well. Most of the people who had the power to do anything were horrible and tried just tried to destroy my label, literally. But but Bruce, on the other hand, uh, had the power to help, and he did all he could. And he and I have been friends now, you know, I don't know, 50 years hmm. wow. close to. Wow. Um if- or something like that. Yeah, that's what, that's what happens when we get older. I mean, you know, looking back, I'll tell you something. Some going back to my this project that I'm working on, I'm having the best time reaching out to people that not, uh, some that I've worked with, others that I never worked with, but that I know just through the industry. Some of the best women in radio. Um, from through the years. And so far, the reaction has been really positive. Like a lot of people are excited about getting involved here. So we're gonna have some really cool people involved. So so what do you do about like a band like the nuns where it's a bunch of guys and then one woman who sings? Um, you know, I think we're going to be kind of loose about stuff like that. I think if it's a female voice out front, it's okay. Um, you know, I put in, I've, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but there's a song and because maybe I haven't listened to her new stuff enough. I know people who I know and respect who think she's great these days, but I heard a song that was played on a TV show and I didn't know who it was. And I went and looked it up because it just stayed with me. It was so good. And it was a female and a male singing together. It was Taylor Swift yeah. and Boney Vare. The song is called Exile. Oh, my God. I, I, I was obsessed with it. And I put it in. But then, you know, I've got like a test stream running. So I'm listening. And it came up the other day. And the song begins with his voice. And it just jolted me. It's like, oh, I don't think I can play that. Um. So, you know, that's what I'm going through now, trying to decide what songs fit and what don't. That's funny because that, that was the next question I was going to ask you because uh, I was thinking of what, another band that I worked with called The Mutants mm-hmm. where there were two women singers and, and a male. And they, you know, so it's all their voices together on, right. on many of the songs. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I, you know, I'm program, I'm program director. So I'm, I'm going to just play it by ear and see what works. That's why I've got this test stream going with fake imaging, just, you know, stuff that I run on this show, um, just to get the feel of a radio set to hear how the flow sounds. And every now and then a song comes up, it's like, God, that's a good song, but it just doesn't work. Like, I, I don't know if you know Jill Sabule. I love Jill Sabule. Of course, and, of course. And- it's funny because I, I had uh, dinner the other night with Danny Goldberg, who was uh- the one who, uh, I think he signed her originally. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, she did a record a few years ago with John Doe of X, and they uh-huh. do an amazing rendition of Never My Love. That's so good. And I wanted to use that, but I, his voice is so strong. I don't know if I can. So these are, these are the issues that I'm wrestling with. And I'll tell you something. It's so much more fun to wrestle with those questions <laughs> than listening then, to Ted Cruz. Who's worse, Trump or DeSantis? Uh, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, things that really matter here. So, or, or you know, this week, the, 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 the dueling crazy conventions. You got CPAC that, you know, a lot of serious Republicans are not going to any this year because they've gone off the deep end. And then you got uh, death sentences 
confab at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach so he can own Trump? I mean, it's just it's so childish. These people are just nuts. They are nuts. And it's great. And they're uh, you know, the idea of them fighting is really good. It's just, you know, uh, important to remember there are no good guys. Right. There are there are no good guys. On that side, there are no good guys. No, not at all. Yeah. By the way, did you, Diane Feinstein, so we, you know, there was, um, it, it looks like Joe Biden is going to veto his first bill of his presidency. And he's put in that position because of uh, 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 Joe Manchin, who I heard on TV today hasn't decided yet whether or not he's going to launch his own bid for the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, Joe Manchin and um, 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 John Tester. This time yeah. it wasn't Kirsten Cinema. John, T- so they're voting. They they voted for this legislation that would overturn a Biden rule that simply allows. Um, the managers of pension funds for educational pools and such allows them to consider climate and and other issues when making the investments uh, on behalf right. of these funds. Socially conscious investing. Right. So all this all Biden's rule does is says it allows them to consider socially conscious uh, factors when investing. They voted to overturn that. Right, because of the fossil fuel industry is like, you know, going insane over it there. And that would include, of course, uh, you know, Manchin right away. Right. And as far as Joe Tester goes, I mean, John, John Tester, Tester, he's up for reelection. And, you know, he has to, he feels, show his, uh, show voters back in Montana that he doesn't stand with the Democrats all the time. Right. So with the two of them voting with the Republicans and John Fetterman, and another the in the hospital, another senator was out. And now I hear Diane Feinstein. Who is? Merkley was out. Merkley was out. And, and you know, Diane Feinstein is now out, too, because she's got shingles. Oh, is it shingles? I, I, I had heard that she was just wandering around and couldn't find, <laughs> uh, couldn't find the room. No, but she I has read, shingles. She oh, has shingles. That's not better. fun. Yeah, that's not that's not good vaccinations everybody there's a shingles vaccine get it vaccines save lives anyway so because that that particular vaccine um it it only stays active i I think for uh i mean after 100 years it's not active anymore so she's uh, so she so it's probably she got it and it's no longer good i hear you i I, she outlived its effectiveness i'm guessing yeah Uh, but anyway so this sets up that joe biden is probably going to issue his first veto when this thing gets to his desk uh right because it did pass the house so it did pass the house Crazy yep. times. We're just living in crazy times. Crazy. I wonder if uh, anyone has covered that one. Oh, you. But you have a good, great version of the original. It's so fabulous, anyway. Or, or I don't know. But yeah, yes, because Willie Nelson wrote it. But, but originally Patsy, for um, Patsy Klein, right? Patsy Klein. Yeah, and I can play that. Yes. Oh, and you should. It's such a wonderful song. Yes. You know, this is the thing. If, if any, and anybody, you can do this. If you think of a great song like a library song, like Crazy by Patsy Cline, that needs to be included, email me, Nicole at NicoleSandler.com. I'm in the process of building this library. You know, I thought of one today. Are you going to have, obviously, country also, right, as, as well as rock? Or not? Yes, but uh, but again, I'm not a big country fan, so it's got to be um, 
a, a country what? Uh, yeah, I have Linda Ronstadt. I've got lots of Linda Ronstadt. Oh, he, oh, oh, David says Linda Ronstadt's version of crazy. But that's not the quintessential version. But anyway, um, yes, there will be country, but I'm, I'm, you know, again, I, I, I'm I, the boss op- of this. So, uh, you know. An opera boss. What's that? No opera. I, I don't not, no, I'm not an opera person. But if someone sent you like something unbelievable that 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 really gets you, oh, if it's something unbelievable that really gets me, sure, I'll play. Like, like, oh, anything. It's not really. It is opera. What about uh, Sarah Brightman and uh, and uh, Jose, uh, what's his name, Andreas? Uh, uh, no, because it's him. You know, because I, I, I'd have to listen to it. I'd really have to listen to it, and it would have to fit. And then again, if one of these wonderful, amazing women who rock wants to do one wants to play something in their show go for it i'm i'm all for it yes shelby lynn oh george rodriguez man after my own heart shelby lynn i love shelby lynn first album i am shelby lynn brilliant from start to finish so that's great yeah how many you the, you said you're going to be the program director but how many people are going to be programming shows um, I don't know. You know, the people that I have handpicked, some of these people that I've reached out to, I fully trust. I know that they are, um, you know, they're legends in their own right. And I will let them program whatever they want to play. I am not going to have a heavy hand when it comes to saying you can't play this or you have to play that. Some people oh. are just going to do like a straight air shift where they'll follow the music log that I that I put together but others i'm gonna have let them have free reign i want this to be really creative adventurous exciting radio exciting is important it's important for people to say wow every now and then that's right exactly um someone's lucinda's a goddess lucinda williams will be in there shelby lynn oh and i was saying when i'm listening today i'm thinking the the Shirley Bassey Propellerheads song "History Repeating" popped into my mind. Oh, gotta put that one in because it's great. Oh yes, so much good stuff. I you know was like thinking right away of the Slits and thinking of mm-hmm. Susie and the Banshees. Yep, and that that era as well had had some like really incredible music. I think Kleenex was that she was the lead singer there. I don't even know her. I, I don't even know her. You're a Swiss band. Okay. <laughs> Look, so, are you gonna? Is there someone who's a punk expert doing this? Not yet, not yet. Well, well if you would like um, somebody to put together like a punk special, uh, then yes, just punk music. You got uh, it as a one-time special. Just think of one of your friends. Absolutely, you're in. So start, you know, start putting together lists. Definitely. Oh yes, yes. Oh yes. Um, and Rich asks, so one of my I, I, I could already tell him I'm, I'm not going to have any posts going up in the next <laughs> few days. <laughs> I thought you would like this. I, again, I'm so excited about. It. I was excited to share this with you. So, yeah. yep. And George says Shelby's sister too, Allison Moore. Absolutely, she used to be married to Steve Earle. I got it. I'm just yeah. See, I, and and the the fun, the happiness is coming back into my voice again. So, um, hopefully, this will even me out and and take some of the angry edge off of me from talking about politics and all this shit all the time. Right. Yeah. Stuff needs to be talked about for That's, sure. Anyway, has to be. But at least you know it's important to have balance. And I talk about it all the time. We need to feed that other side of ourselves. If all you do is think news and politics and the ugliness that goes on, then it, it, 
it permeates your body and your soul. So um, this, this I think, will be really good for my psyche <laughs> in addition to, you know, um, the listening audience. It'll be good for them, too. Great. Yep. I'm uh, excited. Good. Me too. All right. Howie and we've, we've, uh, we've eaten up our, our time together. So um, I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Howie Klein, everybody. Find him at downwithtyranny.com. And when you're there, go over to Blue America and, um, you know, check out. The, he's, we're already, they're already gearing up for 2024. There are already um, 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 uh, candidates that have been endorsed. And yes, and work to be done, but do it listening to good music. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> With that, we're done. Um, and uh, uh, tomorrow, what's tomorrow's Friday? Tomorrow's Friday. Yay. Another woman who rocks will be here tomorrow, Lisa Graves. <clears throat> um, Lisa Graves, uh, our legal expert. So we'll talk about what went on at the Supreme Court this week and um, other issues of legal uh, import that I don't have the answers to that Lisa does. All right. So I'll see you tomorrow. I'll leave you with the news. Um, yeah. And get me your, your lists of, uh, of fabulous female songs. All right. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. A little after two years into his presidency, there are a few things that Joe Biden hasn't yet done, but he's now poised to issue his first veto. The Senate on Wednesday passed a resolution that would overturn a Biden administration rule allowing retirement fund managers to consider the impact of climate change and other environmental and social factors when choosing investments. Again, the rule allows but doesn't require those investments. Despite that, the legislation passed 50 to 46 with <clears throat> Democrats Joe Manchin and John Tester voting with the Republicans. Conservatives have criticized the rule as a, quote, woke policy, forcing a liberal agenda that will cost retirees money. Most Democrats say the Labor Department rule will help investors. The House passed the measure earlier this week, so it heads next to President Biden, setting the stage for what could be, should be, the first veto of his presidency. By the way, a two-thirds majority of Congress would be needed to override a veto. That's not happening. Win one for the people. Drug maker Eli Lilly on Wednesday announced it will cap the out-of-pocket cost of insulin at $35 a month. They're the first pharmaceutical company in the U.S. to announce a voluntary price cap. The Inflation Reduction Act limited monthly out-of-pocket insulin costs to $35 for Medicare Part D enrollees beginning this year. A bill to cap the price for all Americans couldn't get past the filibuster in the Senate. Putting this into perspective, there are 37.3 million people in the U.S. with diabetes. 7.4 million of them rely on insulin, which costs less than $10 a vial to produce, has skyrocketed in price in recent years. Eli Lilly's drug called Homolog increased 1,481% between 1999 and 2019. Senator Bernie Sanders taking a bit of a victory lap as he challenged the other insulin manufacturers to follow suit. As some of you may recall, in 2019, I took a busload of folks who were diabetics 
from Detroit, Michigan to an hour north into Windsor, Ontario in order to buy insulin. And what these diabetics found is they could buy the exact same insulin products in Canada for one-tenth to the price they were paying in the United States. And I will never forget tears welling up in the eyes of some of these people. As a result of the pressure that the American people are now putting on the pharmaceutical industry, telling them to stop the greed, stop ripping off the American people, stop forcing families to see loved ones die because they can't afford prescription drugs. As a result of all of that, what we saw today is Eli Lilly substantially lowered the price they're gonna be charging for insulin. And now we are demanding that the other two major insulin uh, manufacturers also lower their prices. But the good news now is that the American people are standing up, are fighting back, are saying they won't accept the greed. And as chairman of the Health Education Labor Committee, trust me, this is an issue we're gonna be working very, very hard on. So we got some good news today, and that is the price of insulin from Eli Lilly is going way down. That's a good start. We got a lot more to do. Keep in mind, though, U.S. patients will still pay 2.4 times the amount as patients in other countries after this price decrease. Just saying. Well, if it's Thursday, residents of East Palestine, Ohio, get the opportunity to finally address the operator of the train that derailed while carrying toxic chemicals in their community last month. The EPA has ordered Norfolk Southern to meet with residents and finally answer their questions about long-term health effects. The company already backed out of one town hall with local officials citing threats to its employees. Oh, my. In addition to mounting frustrations among residents, workers' unions are saying some crews involved in the cleanup have also reported symptoms. But the EPA and local government officials have repeatedly said that their tests show the air quality in the area is safe and the chemicals should dissipate. Right. Oh, by the way, Norfolk Southern was also ordered to fully clean up the site. I'm not holding my breath, but I guess if you're in East Palestine, you have to. So the parts of the country that have been spared from the recent severe storms that have slammed the West and Midwest and parts of the North, it's our turn. The South and Southern Plains are bracing for a severe thunderstorm outbreak today, Thursday, that could possibly bring baseball-sized hail and tornadoes with winds of at least 111 miles per hour. Strong safety warnings, strong safety warnings have been issued for the severe threat area, which encompasses 45 million people from Texas to Alabama. Stay safe out there. Well, Sirhan Sirhan's not going anywhere soon. A California panel on Wednesday denied parole to the man who assassinated then-presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy back in 1968. The 78-year-old Sirhan is a Christian Palestinian from Jordan. He acknowledges that he was angry at Kennedy for his support of Israel, but says he doesn't remember shooting him. He does say he was drinking that night when the New York senator claimed victory in California's Democratic primary. California Governor Gavin Newsom last year rejected a determination by a different parole board that said Sirhan should be eligible for release. Newsom said he still posed a threat and hadn't taken responsibility for the assassination. A federal administrative law judge on Wednesday ruled that Starbucks committed egregious and widespread labor law violations when it tried to stop union organizing campaigns at its stores. The judge ordered the company to reopen closed stores and provide back pay and damages to employees who started the nationwide effort to unionize Starbucks. 
The judge writing that the company showed, quote, a general disregard for the employee's fundamental rights, retaliating against those affiliated with Starbucks Workers United. This case covered complaints of unfair labor practices at 21 Buffalo, New York area stores. Since the union drive began, 268 of Starbucks' 9,000 company-owned U.S. stores have unionized. Starbucks called the ruling inappropriate, saying the workers were fired for violating company policies, not in retaliation for union affiliation. And finally, the Guardian newspaper is reporting today that some 200 human rights organizations have written a letter calling on the United Nations to intervene over the destruction of abortion rights in the U.S. Some of the signatories include Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, the Global Justice Center, and Pregnancy Justice. The authors detail how, since the overturning of the federal constitutional right to abortion in June of last year, some 22 million women and girls of reproductive age live in states where abortion access is now either banned or inaccessible. The letter states that abortion restrictions deny women's decisional and bodily autonomy in a way that rejects the agency, dignity, and equality of people who can become pregnant. And finally, President Joe Biden addressed House Democrats Wednesday night at their annual retreat. But quite a few House Democrats stayed in D.C. and skipped Biden's speech. Why? They went to the Gershwin Awards, Joni Mitchell concert at DAR Concert Hall. Can you blame them? Eh, they'll get a chance to hear Biden today when he speaks at the Senate Democratic Caucus lunch in the Capitol. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that Donate button.